Hello and welcome to the Odds Checker York Ebor Festival Thursday, day two preview. It's not a particularly succinct preview title, but here we are. I'm your host, George Ellick, and I'm joined by Odds Checkers 2, horse racing tipsters, Andy Holding and Daryl Carter. Daryl is the the newest member of our tipping team. He's been doing his uh, daily nap for us exclusively on the app. How are you doing, Daryl? Very happy to have you here. <clears throat> Uh, thanks for having me. Yeah, yeah, not doing too badly. Uh, hopefully things things are going to pick up now we get into York week. Uh, really excited for this festival. Um, hopefully uh, day one goes well and then we can kick on for the rest of the week. Uh, yeah, just really looking forward to getting stuck in. As am I. Can't wait to hear your tips. And as ever, can't wait to hear Andy's tips. Andy, you tip for us and have done for a long time every single day of the year except for Christmas Day. Um, I think. Uh, how are you getting on so far? How's how the last couple of weeks been? Yeah, pretty good. Yeah, July and August were not too bad. Uh, still, was, July was good. But started August okay. We're, we're in we're in a positive so far. Um, York has not necessarily been one of my happy hunting grounds, so it does come with a quite um, a little bit of a caveat. Um, but that's just largely to do with the fact that I say certain horses that you fancy that have done good numbers. Don't often replicate it here at York. It's just such a funny track, very much a specialist track. I'm going to try and try if I can to stick with horses who've got previous forming so that eradicates any um, possibilities of not handling the um, surface. Um, but yeah, come day two, um, obviously we'll see in day one, we'll know what the tracks are riding like, how much rain they've had, and who's what trainers are in good form. So this is obviously in advance, but when the piece comes out on, uh, Thursday morning, there, there, there might be one or two slight discrepancies based on um, evidence. Um, so that, that that's the only slight difference between now and then. Well, let's get into the racing on the Thursday. Um, and before we do so, please do download the Odds Checker app. It's the best place and the first place you can find, and the only place for Daryl, but where you can find Daryl and Andy's tips. It also is crucial to finding the very best value because you'll find the best price for all of your bets across major bookmakers. You can also find uh, some free bets, some very good bookie offers there as well. You can find out place terms, which firms are best odds guaranteed. It really is the essential companion for you to enjoy the day's racing. And now it is time to talk about the racing. And the first race of the day is the Skybet Lowther Stakes, where Sacred is the ninth <coughs> favourite uh, ahead of Santosha at 5-1. to one. Halla, halla, halla. 11 to 2, always fun to say that one. Uh, Miss Amulet, 10 to 1. Sussex Garden, 10 to 1. Happy Romance, 10 to 1. Now, I'm going to caveat this quickly before we talk about the horses by saying we are recording this at 1.26 on Monday, the 17th of August. So we are before the 48-hour deck. So these races are going to cut up. These prices are going to date fairly quickly. So unlike the Wednesday preview that we recorded before this, which you can listen to or watch now if you haven't already, um, we're going to be, have to be pretty careful about making sure you know that these horses could come out. The prices may not stick around, but we're going to do our best to find the value as it stands at the moment and give you a couple of horses to keep an eye on for when the markets reform tomorrow afternoon. So, Andy, as it stands at the moment, um, a fair few left in this in this one, the Lauda. Um, where would you be looking? Who would you be looking for when when the decks are, are announced tomorrow? Yeah, um, for me, this is this is a, a really. Um a good um, good race to preview um, I could get a chance to talk about quite a few of these whereas on the day I've only got uh, one option um, to, to put one horse up and stick by it really um, Sacred is, is clear, by far and away the clear pick I mean she's got a rating of 104 that, that as we all know that 
Queen Mary run when she finished second to Campanelle has been advertised by so many horses in that race without quoting them all. I think virtually the between the third and the tenth horse, even even horses that were even further down the field have won subsequently. So we know that the time figure of the Queen Mary gives her a favourite chance. It's just whether she'll seed out over, over six furlongs. It does take some getting the York six furlongs. You, you need a combination of speed and stamina. Um, and she's, she's looked very much like a speedball to me. So at two to one, I, do, I think she's the right favourite, but I'd probably rather be a layer than a backer because I do think there's some good fillies in this. Um, I certainly have a lot of time for um, Santosha, who won the Princess Margaret at Ascot. She's very much going the right way. Of course, she beat Caroline Dale, who was ties in with the, the Queen Mary, so that she's got a similar chance based on form. Uh, but there are a couple of fillies in this if they do run, and I think at least one of them will, that could prove very uh, problematical to the front end of the market if, the, if um, the time figures are anything to go by. I was massively impressed by what's called Norban when it won at Beverly on debut. David Amara, she looked the physical specimen that day to, um, to, to the eye. She was very heavily backed. She overcame a terrible track position to win but her back in sectionals are absolutely astonishing by far and away the best on the track she's much better than the five furlong sprint handicappers next time out and the second and third have run out of that race since they went back to the track the week after billion and sound of dubai and they finished first and second so straight away that form has been boosted funny enough i'm hoping that enderman who finished fourth in that race wins tonight at windsor to, fur- to further boost that to form line but i do think this is a very smart filly in the making um so i'm very keen on her and the other one is also called umkathun Again, another form line which I'm following based on numbers. She beats uh, Kevin Rice Digital first time out at, at Thursk. Uh, the fourth Ballintoy Harbour horse I put up at um, Pontefract on Friday scooted away with a, a median auction race that day. And that, that was well beaten first time out behind Uncathum. But this, this Uncathum that day was the only horse I got, and one of the only few horses I've got all season long that's run 32 and change for three furlongs. And there were some good horses that ran on that card as well, top rank. Uh, James Tate, we'll get on to him a little bit later on the preview, did 33 and change. But this horse did 32-8 for three furlongs. Absolute sensational uh, kick finish this horse had got. Um, so these two horses are very much telling me that they're ready for group company based on what they've done. Um, and they come from stables that traditionally do really well here on the Naismar. So 14-1 to 1 for Norban, 20-1 to 1 I've seen for Uncle Thumb. We've been my two at this moment in time against the field in the Lauder. Norburn, 14 to 1, 20 to 1, Umkathum. Of course, if you back them now and they come out of the race, then you will lose your money. So the race could cut up tomorrow. So it's up to you whether you want to take the risk by backing them before the final decks or if you want to take a chance. Just looking to see if they are have uh, they've got jockeys yeah. locked up at the moment. T- Daniel Tudope. Tudope, yeah. So, yeah, he's he's been jocked up, he's been jocked up on this for the last two or three days, but Umkathum hasn't had a jockey, and I don't know whether that goes or not. Like I say, okay. I wouldn't want anyone to take this as my word. I'd rather wait with Umkathum. If she does run, I'd rather take 14, 16 on the day than mm. dive in and lose my money now. But I'm pretty sure that Norban will run. Norban dropped up by Danny Tudor at 14 to 1. Umkathum won to maybe just bide your time 20 to 1 as it stands, though. Daryl, any, any, other, any other darts from you? Uh, probably just Miss Amulet. I was quite impressed with the way she beat Frenetic over at Nace last time out. Mm-hmm. Frenetic went out and boosted that form next time. Thought uh, she disappointed a little bit at Down Royal the time before that, but a previous run of the Maiden at Cork when scooting home by five lengths. Now, didn't really beat much at all there, but it was the manner in which she did it. it was quite impressive. Um, 
I thought she was improving at a rate of knots uh, and stepping up to six furlongs looks the right move now for her. Um, she's quite a speedy filly, but uh, they've booked James Doyle. Seven to one, I thought it looked a bit big on the basis of that form line with Frenetic alone. So uh, she would pre- be my stab at the race if I was going to have a bet. So there you have it as well. Just trying to find the price. Miss Amulet, 10 to one as it stands at the moment. If Daryl's going to have a bet now, would be the way that he would go. Uh, the second race of the day is the Yearling Stakes, the Goffs UK Premier Yearling Stakes. And we have Devious Company, five to two favourite pretty much across the board, except with Betfair Sportsbook and Paddy Power, who have Devious Company at seven to four. Uh, Ken Gorm, nine to two. Happy Romance, eight to one. Uh, Tinocchio is 11 to 1. Uncle Jumbo, 12 to 1 alongside Get It, 16 to 1 bar. So many left in here. I mean, this is an absolute minefield because you're sure it's going to cut up uh, a hell of a lot. But, you know, if there's any man for a minefield, it's Daryl Carter. So, Daryl, what are you going to, how are you going to lead us out of it? (coughs) Close your eyes and point. God, (laughs) I honestly, a two year old race with what, 43 runners in it. Yeah, it's. It's not for me, to be honest, not until the final deck's coming. Sorry to disappoint you, George. Maybe Andy can give us a few bit, any, bit more information on a few of the runners at the top of the market. There's absolutely that, nothing from me. <laughs> well, I was going to say, any that, you've, um, any that you're just going to circle, you're going to look out for? Well, the obvious types are like Devious Company. Uh, Fools Rush In was, was a slight of interest. Um, line of Departures in, double-entered. Um as of some interest. I mean, a few of these have gone into my tracker for, for later on uh, for next season. But um, in terms of right now, uh, look, I've got absolutely nothing here for you, George. I'm really sorry, mate. No worries. No, I'd much rather, much rather you said that than uh, you gave us something you didn't really fancy uh, at all. Andy, how about you? Yeah, typically I'm, I'm the absolute opposite when it comes to a two-hour race. Um, uh, yeah, this is, a, this is a cracker. This is potentially... Um, the obvious ones that you know, which we talk about, are the one that the market's already sort of pinpointed in many respects. Devious Company already been placed in Group Company. That run behind Battleground at Good at Goodwood um, clearly sets a good form standard. And don't forget, Mom's Tipple won this race last year. They've got um, very good credentials coming into this race. It often goes to a horse who's already proven in a, in a either a similar type race to this or or a Group level. Um, so massive respect to him if he gets a good draw. Uh, Cairn Gorn as well, that, that apparently is Mick Channon's one of his better two-year-olds and three for three suggests that he's he's very much um, living up to expectations and of course he he's already a, a group three winner as well when he won at Dovia last time out. Uh, but there are, again, there are a couple in this race, again from the Kevin Ryan stable, it's a, it's a theme which seems to be recurring for me, talking about two-year-olds from the Kevin Ryan stable, <laughs> Cairn Island um, uh, on, on day one and, and a bit of potential of that, perhaps uh, in, in the Lather as well. He's got a couple of nice horses in there. But he's got digital and more predominantly Tinocchio in this race. Now, if you go back and watch Tinocchio's run in the Super Sprint at uh, Newbury, you'll, you'll come to the conclusion, perhaps, that I, I did, that Tinocchio was a massively unlucky loser. He was drawn in stall one. We didn't really know how that draw would pan out on the day. But as it happened, the Middleton near side had a huge advantage. And it very much played into the hands of Happy Romance, who, of course, got that form uh, or the best form going into it via the, the Queen Mary run. And she was able to take advantage of a really good track position by uh, pouncing late down the middle of the track. This horse, Tinocchio, only got beat four legs. But if you stop the video halfway and you look where Tinocchio was, he must she must have been at least 10, 12 lengths conservatively behind at halfway. To finish only four lengths from where he was, it was an unbelievable run. 
he beat a good horse the time before at Hamilton. That race has worked out well. Burning cash, boogie time, they've all won since. The time figure was it was very good. And it was on soft ground as well. So if they get a little bit of rain in the nose, might won't be a hindrance. Then step up in triple suit. Uh, and Kevin Stott's already been booked to, to ride as well. So what price did you say he was to knock you home? What we're looking 11 at? 11 to 1 with Skybet. 11 to 1 with Skybet. He'll definitely do for me. Digital as well. I'm hoping that um, Umka Thumb perhaps might run early on in, in the day. That, that gives us a bit, a bit more of a steer into how good that race at first was. But um, the time figure suggests that that race at the Yorkshire Trap was very good. And, and he was a, a very creditable second. As I said, the fourth has won since. And he's 25 to 1. So based on time figures, these two are not that far behind what uh, the front end of the market have already achieved. So I'd rather play those two each way. 25 digital and a massive 11 to 1 for Tanocchio at, um, at, at considering how short in the market happy romances compared to him. Um, happy romance is what, five, six to one and he's 11 mm. to one. That doesn't make any sense if you go back and watch the videos, uh, video of that newbie race. So those are the two to go for, according to Andy. Just going to see as well, again, if anything, yeah, Ke- Kevin Stott has dropped up for Tinocchio, so he should be okay. No guarantees if you're taking that 11 to one digital, no jockey as of yet. So a little bit more chance in your arm um, there, maybe, but a uh, He's, he's got no entries later on in the week, though, so very much suggests mm. that this is going to be the race for him. I think Kevin's obviously the main main jockey booking on, on the most fancied horse, but I think they'll go out of their way to get a good jockey for digital, and, and um, he, he's almost certain to run because he's not in any of the nurseries. So if you think he's a nursery project off a mark of 80, they've clearly got Cairn Island for that, for that one off a mark of 80, and, and they're, they're sticking this in as well, uh, trying to pick up some good prize money down the line with him. Good stuff there. 25 to 1 and 11 to 1. On to the third race of the day now. Uh, it is the Clipper Logistics Handicap and we have a very open market indeed. Prompting is 7 to 1. Uh, Favourite just about ahead of Montatham at 8 to 1. Sebuska at 8 to 1 as well. Blue Mist 9 to 1. Top Rank 9 to 1. Urban Icon 11 to 1. So many of these likely lads, Andy, that we've spoken about so many times this year. Yeah. Uh, Firmament 12 to 1. Solid Stone and Documenting both 12 to 1 as well. 14 to 1 bar. Um, and it's fair to say, you know, a couple of these at the top end, certainly if uh, if they run, will go off a, a fair bit shorter, you'd think, once a few come out. Who would you be, I mean, who would you have as, as favourite? Do you think prompting is the rightful favourite as it stands? Yeah, just about, yeah. I, th- I think, you know, he had the run of the race the other day. It's um, uh, a good one. I mean, yes, he was good enough to take advantage of it. But if, again, if you watch the video back, there was only one horse in that race that would have won with a clear run at Sabuska. I mean, he, he'd got, you know, stopped, more times than an ice cream van, didn't he, that day? I mean, it, it, was, it, it, was a, it was a shock. It was a shocker for um, Aishi Murphy because he publicly come out in the press the day before to hold his hands up to say what a bad ride he gave Kamiko. But I think he, he, he gave Sabuska an even worse one based on what he'd already said about Kamiko, i.e. not going down the side and not trying to go the brave man's route and give his horse every chance. And he did exactly the same mm. on, on Sabuska, but that horse literally never came off the bridle and he... He finished ninth, got beat, what, three or four leads, but he never had a race at all. And all previous evidence about Sabuska going into that race suggested he was well handicapped. He was going forward. You know, he's run at Royal Ascot, been franked. He's run in the Bunbury Cup, was a good one, considering he was dropping back to seven furlongs. But a strong run mile is what Sabuska wants. Whether York will be his bag, I don't know, because he's never run there. He's often just gone well on straight tracks. Um, top ranks another horse improving a huge race of knots. I think he's still... Uh, a viable option off a mark of 103. The way he won last time out at first suggests he's definitely pattern class. 
and and obviously Montetham as well. I mean, he's he's been um, vying in these top races all season long. You know, he's unlucky to bump into Dark Vision um, in the Royal Hunt Cup. He got his revenge next time out at Sandown when Dark Vision got no luck in running. So he ties again again with horses that uh, you know are very much pattern class, and he's he's up there as well. So my short list of three actually wouldn't involve prompting. I'd have Sir Busker ahead of prompting. And I'd also make Montatham and top rank very, very viable dangers. The only decision I'll have to make with this race is draw, ground and price on the day. Because it'll be one of those three or maybe two of those three if the price is right. So Montatham, eight to one. Sebaska, the uh, tentative selection of the three, eight to one. Top rank, nine to one. Daryl? Yeah, I'll just add uh, to Andy's shortlist there, Urban Oikon, who Goodwood was actually making his first start at Handicap. Believe it or not, at four years old, tells you the sort of company he's been keeping and he ran on really mm. strongly, giving give prompting uh, £20, I think, that day. Um, that was that was an impressive performance, I think, second time in a handicap. Um, he could have a little bit more to offer, even off a mark of 110, but Sabuska was the, the big eye-catcher from, from Goodwood. I would have him over-prompting this time around, providing he handled his track. But the draw is going to be a massive part to play again here. But, <laughs> Similar to two-year-olds, I can talk about handicappers all day. Um, we're really going to need the final fields for this, but Sir Busker and Urban Icon would definitely be the head of our shortlist at the moment. And any horses to look at bigger prices? I mean, I know it's so tough, but it goes down to kind of fifty to one. Anything else to keep an eye on? Or um, yeah, well, it's not massive price. That Willie John uh, ran well after a gelding operation at Goodwood last time. He caught the eye, just faded sort of in the last in the final furlong. Um, He's a horse that's definitely got more to come. It's interesting that Connections pers- uh, persevere with him. I, I definitely think he's got the ability to win this race for a mark of 100. Uh, uh, Grito as well is another one who, who um, uh, didn't get the most fortunate passage through at Goodwood. I know Andy was tracking that horse, did some good time figures for Andy. Um, I think he could have a little bit more to come. He's off a mark of 92, but it, uh, I mean, there, there are so many in here with chances. Yeah, but I steer it towards the top of the market. Uh, Willie John would definitely be one to keep keep a close eye on, though. He's around 16, I think, isn't he? Yeah, 16 to 1 with Skybet, yeah. William Hill and Unibet. Uh, on now to, finally, we've got a, a slightly smaller field, but by no means a better a better betting heat, sadly. But at least we kind of have some idea of who's going to run to the Yorkshire Oaks. And Love is, unsurprisingly, the very short price favourite. 4 to 9, best price with Hills. 3 on elsewhere. Um, Magical is still listed as a runner here at 4 to 1, but will not run obviously running on Wednesday. Um, if you haven't listened to the Wednesday preview and the um, judgment hasn't happened yet, then I can point you there now. Um, one voice, six to one. Franconia, seven to one. Frankly, Darling, 15 to two. Manuel de Vega, 10 to one. Alpinista, 20 to one. Enistimon, 33 to one. Andy, is there any way you can give us an angle against love or is this going to be something of a procession? Um, yeah, possibly. Um, there's there's one been sort of parachuted into this race from left a little bit of left field, courtesy of a victory at the Salisbury the day, which I'll talk about in a second. But I mean, as it stands, look, we're dealing with Group One form here in, in the shape of Aidan O'Brien's Love. You know, the, the 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 Oaks figure was better than the Derby figure. Um, the forms worked out relatively well. Um, you know, there's been one or two slight bumps in the rad out of horses out of that race subsequently. Um, and this mom didn't exactly cover herself with glory next time out at the Curra, but she she bounced back at Garen the other day. Uh, but I think you've sort of we've been really, you know, splitting hairs when we're trying to find, you know, reasons why Love might not win here. Um, 
if I was going to have a bet there for, I mean, I'm not going to advise love at three on, but I'd probably go without the favourite. And a lot depends on the ground on the day. But if it was the ground was similar to what it was at Salisbury the day, as I mentioned, I'd, I'd be very keen on an Alpinista outrunning her odds. Um, I really fancied a ward scheme the other day um, in that uh, listed contest. And Alpinista went a really good gallop throughout. I kept thinking she's going to be vulnerable in the latter stage because I thought she's gone a good gallop here and an Alpine scheme will pick her up. But, sorry, award scheme will pick her up. But this filly just kept lengthening all the way to the line. She moved over the ground lovely as well. It was quite quick ground that day. I think that a lot of withdrawals because of the because of the firm ground. Queen Power's back in back in third. I mean, let, let's face it, she's a Group Two, Group One filly, uh, Queen Power. So it wasn't as if she beat a couple of absolute dummies. Um, she's She's still actually officially been given a mark of 97, but I mean, based on Queen Power's rating, she's going to be 110 at least after that, after the, the assessor re, um, re his sums. Um, but uh, yeah, I think she's improving at a rapid rate of knots, and Sir Mark's got his horses in really good order at the moment. He wouldn't throw in a race like this as well. Sir Mark, he's, he would not waste a bullet here. Mm. This is not his normal remit to run a horse last week and then run her in a race like this if he thought there was easier pickings here on the continent. But the fact that he might even think about running this filly in a Group One against Love tells you all, to, all you need to know. And, I, and I've got this second in on the figures as well, based on that Salisbury run. So twenty to one, if I, you know, she's going to be at least ten, twelve to one without the fab. I would have thought. Mm. That, that's probably the route I'd go down. Lovely. Wasn't expecting to get a betting angle, but we've got it from Andy in the shape of Alpinista. 20 to 1 as it stands for the race. Sadly, only two places at the moment, despite there being plenty of runners, because I think the bookies are well aware this is going to be fewer than eight on the day. Um, but you should be able to get uh, without the without love market. What a depressing market that is. Uh, without love market on the day. <laughs> um, but uh, And that should be, as Andy says, around about the 10 to 1 mark, uh, unless that 20 to 1 has gone on the back of this. Daryl, any case you can make against or for love? Um, not not particularly. Um, she looks the best horse in the race, to be honest, and she's got plenty more to come. I'm pretty sure of it. Uh, I was actually going to attempt a bet in the without market. Um, I thought Franconia was interesting. Uh, I think she's done a lot in a short space of time. I think she's still improving. I wasn't totally impressed with her at York, but then Frankie decides to go to France for the week um, and sort of lets me down a little bit with that. Um, I'm, I tend to I tend to be a little bit disinterested in the Gosden horses if Frankie decides it's not worth his time going. Um, now, I know he's got a road Palace Pier and Mishriff, but um, it, it does slightly put me off. Uh, I think she's a strong galloper. Uh, I think the step up and trip will suit her. I do like her. She's mightily short at five to one, though. But this is going to really cut up. So they're probably just covering themselves, really. I think she'll be second favourite of the day. I think she'll follow home uh, love on the day. So the without market's probably not going to be much value. Look, the answer, in short, is no. <laughs> <laughs> it took us a while to get there, but we yeah, got yeah, there yeah. in the end. Um, well, I mean, I think Andy's given us a nice bullet in with um, with Alpenista as well. If anyone's looking for a bet on the day. Um, but love does look, look like a very, very special filly indeed. And um, it could well be another impressive performance on the day. But if not, then hopefully Alpinista is there to pick up the pieces. Um, we'll move on to the third last race of the day on the Thursday. Um, the uh, Henry Cecil Gouches uh, stakes. And we've got Sea of Faith at 5-1, to one, joint favourite alongside Vivian. Uh, Gold 1-11-2, Lady G 13-2, award scheme 7-1. to one. 
Um, and uh, yeah, Albafora, Alba 15 to 2, 10 to 1 bar. Daryl, who's, who's on the early shortlist? Uh, Albafora was the one that actually interested me. I thought her second to uh, Rose of Kildare and the Mustadora was along the strongest pieces of form in this race. Uh, Shelley had the two starts for Ralph Beckett. Ralph Beckett does wonders with his fillies. Um, I don't think he'd be chucking her in here if she didn't think she was up to pattern level. Um, she's going to improve for the step up to a, a mile and a half. She's a real strong galloper. At York, at the track last time, she just got a little bit outpaced, took a bit of a blow and then stayed on strongly again in the closing stage. So this trip's certainly going to be up her street. I think she's got plenty more to come. She hasn't got much to find on the ratings. Um yeah, and I, and I like her. I think I think this division, to be honest with you, is a little bit weak. I think we're we're sort of searching for the next superstar, and I don't think mm. there's one in here. But I think Alba for, Alba Flora could potentially improve past a few of these on what they've done so far. So around five to one, she would be my uh, my selection. You got to get you got to get the odds checker grids up. Dow fifteen to two. Betfair Sportsbook and, and Paddy Power. They've stuck their neck out for Alba Flora. Um, and I think you've got to, you've got to chop the head off there um, so after the call. So 15 to 2, Alba Flora, Betfair Sportsbook and Paddy Power. Uh, Andy, where are you looking? Um, I'll be looking at the Paddy Power price for uh, Vivian, who was second in this race last year, mm. um, to the rapidly improving um, Dermot Wellhorse, who uh, I think went on to win the Irish and they just subsequently searched for a song. Um, I don't see anything, any holes in that form line whatsoever. She looks as though she's been very much trained for this race subsequently. Um, she's just had the one run this season, finishing third behind uh, none other than Manuela de Vega and, of course, Fanny Logan. That form has been uh, well and truly um, boosted throughout the course of the season. It was a race that was, I think, nicked by uh, Rob Hormy from the front, wasn't it, if I remember right? I think he went about mm-hmm. seven or eight lengths clear and the other two were trying to chase it down later on but couldn't quite manage it. So it, it was an exercise in giving her a run without absolutely uh, blowing her brains out. Um, but yeah, just that one run under a belt should be absolutely ideal. Um, I'd, I'd definitely throw Gold Wand into the mix, who traced home the aforementioned uh, uh, Franconi last Franconi here last time out. Um, you know, she was disappointed in the the Oaks behind Love, but for one reason or another, she just didn't fire that day. Maybe it might have been the ground or the track. I don't know, but at least she's proven in a, in a good time figure at York, which is going to stand a very good set. So those would be my two against the field. But Vivian five to one. Strikes me as being a fair each way bet. Vivian five to one with Betfair and Paddy Power <laughs> seven to two elsewhere. So uh, could be worth taking that fives if it's still there when you are watching or listening to this. The last two races of the day. Um, normally we don't get prices for this, but the kind sponsors over at Skybet have ensured that we at least have some to talk about. And uh, the first is the nursery. Uh, we have Mark of the Man and uh, Mayas, both at eleven to two joint favourites. New Mandate eight to one, uh, Titan Rock ten to one, Star of Orion and Chase the Dollar both eleven to one. Basilicata, Monza City, uh, Ross Colin and Assata all twelve to one. I'm going all the way down to fourteen to one because Quarantini, Broxy, Breckland, and then a horse that Andy asked me about, Bonnie Rig, also fourteen to one. So Andy will come to you firstly, um, and I'm guessing you might have one or two things to say about, about Bonnie Rig. Yeah, Bonnie Rig was due to run at Goodwood, and I think it was a horse I mentioned as as been potentially quite well handicapped for one of the nurseries. But they ran a horse called Calcutta Cup in the race that ended up going the way of Mark of the Man. But Calcutta Cup got absolutely mullered early on in the race, and then ended up running on and finishing never near a fifth. 
given a more even playing field. Calcutta Cup won the other day at Newbury. And Bonnie Riggan missed the Goodwood gig, now comes here uh, with a return to the and a form of Andrew Balding's um, stable as well. That's got to be another positive thing. He's very well handicapped up for Marker 77. His two time figures have been very good. And it, I like his profile, just having that because I just uh, he's improved from the first run into the second run. Um, and, the, and the third horse of Rafe Beckett's won at Chepstow last week as well in the first time blinker. So everything about his form, how they've campaigned it, suggests to me Bonnie Rigg is uh, very much been not necessarily completely laid out for this race as such. Um, but they've obviously maybe just had this race in mind, having missed a Goodwood gig to come here. So 14 to 1 for that, man. That doesn't look too bad either. So 14 to 1 for Bonnie Rigg there. Daryl, any views here? Uh, Andy, what did you make of Ross Colin for Charles Hills? Uh, his two-year-old should always be respected, shouldn't they? When they turn up on this the first day of this meeting. Yeah, funny enough, he, he's run he's run at Newbury behind Guru. Wasn't that great on the figures? Um, but they 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 rode him quite aggressively last time, didn't they? At um, Haydock, making all the running. I'd imagine they'll try the same tactic. So you'd probably need a low draw with him. Um, yeah, he'd have he'd have a chance. He'd have a chance. There's no doubt about. It. He's a not nice type. Good 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 attitude. Good good mind. Um, yeah 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 definitely. You'd have to put him on the shortlist. Yeah. His numbers haven't been like off the charts, but they've been solid. Yeah, he looks big, scopey, or nice. Uh, looks yeah, like he it does prove quite a bit for the for the few for the next uh, for his three runs this term. Uh, yeah, quite definitely. Yeah, I, I just wanted to bring him up because um, Charles Hills, two-year-olds on the first day of this meeting, um, needs to be respected. He bought Phoenix of Spain um, yeah. over. Yeah, yeah, Dutch Connection was another one. Won the Acom yeah. as well. Won so the Acom, respect, yeah. yeah, respected in the Acom, but. He didn't have it yet. He had a couple entered up, including this one for that race. So I was just interested to see what you made of him. He's yeah, come and, in Ryan, and yeah. Ryan Moore's been booked as well, hasn't he? So mm, uh, all yeah. down to, to book. So that, that's a, a clear signal of intent there, isn't it? Ross yeah. Cohen, 12 to 1 as it stands at the moment. As you mentioned, Ryan Moore already booked for the run. So he should be safe there if he wanted to back it now at mm. Skybet at 12s. Um, on to the last race of the day. And um, it is the Phillies handicap. And we have. Uh, lower head is four to one favorite. Interestingly, blue on odds checker. So someone has quite clearly waited until the early prices have come out and immediately backed that Johnny um, in from. I'll quit check what price he opened at. Uh, she opened at, I should say. Yeah, she opened at five to one this morning and at ten past ten was cut into fours. Uh, Angel Fairy nine to two. Dancing Vega Sun Tide both five to one. Uh, Oti Maboti six to one. Uh, Waliak and Angel Power both thirteen to one. Loads in there at the moment. Um, last race of the day. Anything we can we can keep an eye on until uh, till tomorrow tomorrow about midday, Andy. Yeah, no great surprises. Uh, um, William Haggis train handicapper. <laughs> He'll want to try and win as many races here this week. And I think he had. I think he was top trainer here last year, wasn't he? And, um, he's got a lot of sexy horses to run in these handicaps. I mean, you know, hugely impressive, wasn't it, at Haydock? Um, yeah, declaring love would be mildly interesting for me as well. She, she comes out of a very good race at Newmark and the figures behind Saber Companion, stunning beauty. And there was a there was a, a little bit of a stunned silence when she didn't win next time out back at the same track. But I think she got beat by half a decent horse called Busy Lizzie. Uh, the, the, the time figures for that race were quite good. So even though she got beat, in retrospect, it probably wasn't as bad as performance that the, the uh, defeated odds on suggested. Uh, and she's come out of that with a mark of 81. She went into it with 83, but it's got, she, she got dropped two pounds. But I think I don't think the handicapper's done the right thing there. She should have either raised her or left, left her on the same mark. 
uh, because the number of the winner was very good. So, yeah, if she snuck in down towards the bottom, I'd be mildly interested with uh, in declaring love. It's carrying love seven to one and lower head, as I said, four to one. Daryl? Um, Amber Storm, if she could sneak in at the bottom of weights, which I'm not sure she will be able to, but she's definitely one of interest. She's mm. she's certainly well handicapped off this mark. Um, uh, her run at Haydock, I was all over at Haydock. I thought <laughs> for sure she was a shoe in She travelled through the field beautifully, got to the front. I, I to be honest, I don't know if he was if she was given a poor ride or or she just wandered about in front, but she looked like she was going to just bolt away from the field. And then she wandered around a little bit, took a little time to get organised, and then it was ended up beaten. But um, the time before that at Musselburgh, she showed an electric turn of foot. I'm pretty sure she's better than a mark of 82. Um, if she can get in here, she'll have a hell of a chance. Yeah, you know, I, 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 sorry, George, I, I marked no, it down as... Um, not unlucky, but yeah, they definitely made her run too soon for me. They they tried her over a mile, didn't they? And and mm. in hindsight, that that, that probably wasn't uh, that wasn't a wise decision. Maybe found a race for for over, for over seven. Um, but yeah, the way she went through that race, the way she quickened into the lead, um, yeah, she's obviously got plenty of talent. Yeah. Amber Storm twelve to one there, one to keep an eye on. Um, when the race cuts up tomorrow, more prices come out. Uh, just before I let you both go, Andy, going to come to you first. What, what would be your nap of the day at the moment on the Thursday? My nap of the day? Um, if it runs, Norban in the first. Norban in the first for Andy. Daryl? Uh, if it runs, <laughs> Amber Storm in the last. If it runs, I think every tip on this yeah. podcast and video is caveated with the if it runs clause, um, to the get out of jail clause for us if people get angry uh, tomorrow afternoon. Thank you both so much, Daryl Carter and Andy Holding, for joining me today. You can find all their tips on the Odds Checker app, which I implore you to download now. It will be a massive help to you in all of your punting needs, especially during York, during the Ebor Festival uh, all the best bookie offers, best prices, best free bets and the very best tips every single morning straight to the app. Please do enjoy the racing. Hopefully the lads have given you a couple of winners and please gamble responsibly. Mm-hmm.